Hello Taylor, I am back. Um, it's so funny, every time I restart some of these recordings, I think, huh, I wonder to what extent I um, say these same things over and over again <laughs> and how funny that must be. It must almost be routine um, to hear me say some very specific things over and over. Um, but I hope you find them endearing. It is just me being who I am, and um, that's what you're getting. And you are still here. Uh, goddess who could probably do so much better. You are rolling your eyes right now. I just don't understand how this happened. I'm so thankful. I love you. I love you. I wish you were right here, riding beside me. Ah, having a blast, poking jokes, shooting shit. It'd be great. Um, but alas, you are across the globe, so far away, waiting for me, as I am waiting for you, um, for the amazing day upon which we will enjoy each other's company. Um, but until then, you get another crazy, random babbling of a recording about not a lot, um, but you will listen to it anyway. I have you hostage. <laughs> Um, and, um, yeah, previously I was just talking about the picnic that I was at yesterday and how I'd met a whole bunch of new people, which were awesome. Um, and, um, then I couldn't remember what I was going to talk about. And, um, I am slowly trying to remember what it was. And I said I was going to talk about video games. And I just remembered, yes. Um, I was gonna reintroduce and re-talk about <laughs> pretty much the same place that I had last time when um, the recording got erased, um, about a particular genre that I like. Um, and that genre is called Metroidvania. Um, and it has a weird name. It's kind of a subgenre because it is a mix of genres or belongs in a range of different genres. Um, but its namesake is derived from, um, oh, okay, hold on. I'm just going to stop for a second because I'm going to make a determination about whether I want to make this a longer bike ride. No, I'm not going to do that. I just don't know the other path very well. I think I'm hitting a level of fitness where I could really extend this, this bike ride a fair bit more though. Um, and I, I think when I get home, I'm going to do some research into actually plotting that out. Um, because, um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but also I think maybe I'll leave that to a even earlier bike ride because, um, yeah, tomorrow we'll be hangry by the time I get home. <laughs> um, so I should, um, I should think about that, but yeah, definitely feeling, um, the ability to do some longer bike rides. Absolutely. It's kind of funny, this exact ride that I'm doing um, at the moment used to tire me the fuck out. And it feels so leisurely now. It, um, it's kind of surprising because I say that and not only is it um, feeling a little leisurely, and, I, and I'm saying this riding at almost the same pace as I would have in the past, um, I'm talking to you this whole way as well, which is amazing. Um, 
And not only will it be awesome to try out some new paths and do some greater distances, um, <laughs> you might get some longer recordings out of it as well. So win-win, right? I think. Or is that a horrifying prospect? What have I done? <laughs> you don't have to go on a longer bike ride, you might say, he exclaimed, pleadingly, as you find a way to, you know, not blow yourself to death again. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, why do I love pushing your buttons so much? I love it. I want to do it all the time. I want to see those eyes roll. And you're like, please, you will say. Um, and I love it. It is endearing as fuck. Oh, fuck, I miss you. God, I loved seeing you on video the other day. Um, just after the Christmas party. The Christmas party went awesomely, by the way, and that's, again, another example of me trying to um, talk to more people. Even though I know them all, I think um, maybe if, to go back to the topic that I was talking about trying to talk to more people as well, is that... Um, there was a time when I was extremely introverted and um, I just wouldn't know what to say. I just was very shy. And um, I remember having read a thing that has stuck with me and I don't really need to refer to it or use it as such, but um, I think it, um, it espouses a good um, value anyway, which is to say, that to be interesting, um, you should be interested. Um, and I don't think anyone is just naturally interesting or whatever, but rather it is just a reflection of uh, the person's worldview and curiosity and interest in the world and then sharing that with other people. And do people, um, you know, tell stories and things to varying degrees of ability. I don't think I'm the greatest storyteller. But I'm happy um, with what I am. Um, but more to the point is the fact that I am genuinely just um, constantly interested and curious. And um, even among the most boring people um, that I might encounter, or difficult, or whatever, just showing a genuine interest in some of the things that they're interested in about um, has always proven to be um, an effective way of getting good conversations out and learning about different things. As I say this, I actually think I may have talked to you about this before um, when I was talking about um, mountain biking um, with a friend I'd encountered not long ago. So maybe I won't retread that topic. But yeah, I guess that's a thing that I was mindful of at the Christmas party. There's some older people and I might not talk to them the same degree as some of the younger senior consultants. Not that there's an age disparity thing to even think about. I don't think it's that clear cut, but yeah, there's some people that I may not have talked to as much in the past, and then suddenly I'm learning about um, South African barbecuing, and it's great. So yeah. Anyway. Um, I can't even remember why the fuck I got onto that topic. Why did I start talking about that? Um... I'm trying to circle back and not just go straight back into video games in case there's something I missed. Um, pushing your buttons, definitely all about that. Um, huh. Okay. 
Um, I can't remember. So we're going to jarringly transition back into video games and the Metroidvania genre. Um, so it is a, I don't know how to say this word, so you can laugh at me. Um, it is a portmanteau of um, Metroid and Castlevania, um, two revered video game series um, and known for having, I guess, a particular kind of a structure um, that has led to this subgenre. Um, and I'll describe that a bit in the history of um, my own history with Metroid. I haven't actually played much Castlevania before. I want to, obviously, because I love this genre. Um, but um, Metroid is one of the lesser known, uh, not lesser, it's not as less known now, but it's not as, I wouldn't say it's mainstream either. Um, it is a Nintendo owned IP. Um, and I remember when I first encountered the character um, from Metroid, being Samus, on Smash Brothers. Um, I had received Smash Brothers um, on the Nintendo 64 as a birthday present. And um, of the characters on that character sheet, of which there were 12, um, one of them was Samus, and it was the only character on that character sheet besides Ness, who I'll talk about another time because I found is also another series that's very close to my heart. Um, it was the character that I just had no idea who that was. Um, it was just a random suit person. Why is some kind of a Halo character in this game? Um, but um, Samus is uh, the lead character in... Um, oh, they're making a bike path here. That's excellent. Um, Samus is the protagonist in the Metroid series and um, the Metroid series has been around since the original Nintendo and it is known for being one of the pioneers I suppose in um, a structure of a game that wasn't about stages but was rather an interconnected world and I suppose you can see that leading into more open world and that kind of stuff but this is a little bit more specific about that kind of a structure and I'll get into what that means in a moment. Um, but it was basically a 2D side-scroller where you play as this um, space bounty hunter called Samus, shooting aliens and shit and going around the world and exploring and finding secrets and stuff. Um, and it was notable at the time as well because um, it wasn't until you got to the very end of the game that the suit, I think you had to have um, found everything. I never actually really fully played through the original Metroid, um, so I'm just speaking through a bit of knowledge. Um, but it wasn't until you got to the very end of the game that the character would remove um, its suit and reveal that it was actually um, uh, female. And at the time, in the 80s, that was a big deal, I suppose. It wasn't so common to have a female protagonist, particularly in a video game. Um, or a character that at least wasn't a damsel in distress. Um, and of course, that's pretty commonplace now, I think. Um, or definitely becoming more so, but back then it was kind of a big thing. Um, so that's Samus and Metroid, and actually, kind of like some other video game series, and I'll talk about this with Zelda at some other point. Um, it is called Metroid because Metroid is the name of one of these intelligent creatures that you encounter in the game, I think it's kind of like the game's main MacGuffin. 
You'll have to tell me if you do or don't know what the term MacGuffin is, by the way. I suspect you do, but um, it's a common narrative trope. Anyway, um, Metroid is the name of this little alien-like parasite thing. Um, and um, generally a very key thing or theme um, or MacGuffin in these video games. But yes, I never played the first Metroid. I never played Metroid 2 um, either because that was on the Game Boy and I didn't really have a Game Boy until later and even then the, it just didn't seem like a game that appealed to me. It wasn't even when it came out in Super Nintendo but many years later when I emulated this game, heavily revered, um, called Super Metroid that I fell in love with the series. And um, fuck, I loved Super Metroid so much. I'd heard good things, but it totally didn't seem like anything I'd be super interested in. Um, but I loved it. And part of why I loved it is because of what it did for the genre. And I think this game, to be honest, even though this had been kind of a thing in the first Metroid, this game really finessed it um, to what it became. Um, and I will try and describe what the Metroidvania genre is now. It is basically a structure upon which there is something of a kind of an open world, but it is distinct in that it is structured and organized um, with very specific kind of a gating in mind. Um, and it is gated by either usually abilities or experience or sometimes knowledge. So for example, you'll be going through um, a particular world or planet in Metroid and then as you go through you'll see this tantalizing place like either a small hole or something high up above or a door that needs a special thing and you can't get there or you can't go through it or you can't get the thing and um, it's tantalizing because you know you'll have to come back later and then as you progress through this interconnected world um, you gain new abilities and new means to traverse through the world, either sometimes by teleporting or abilities that make you, I guess, yeah, like I said, traverse through the environment in new ways and you'll go back through familiar environments in new and quicker and more exciting ways. And it's just so cool because it's such a great way of building familiarity with this environment but also continuously building upon it in such a smart way. Um, you are... And, and this is kind of what I love about it as opposed to the open world. Open world is about bigger and more and going out more outwards infinitely and that. But I feel like the Metroidvania genre just has a really smart, very designed way of building its environments to cater for its gameplay that allows you to traverse it and understand it in new ways over and over again. Um, and it is that design, it is that thoughtfulness around its environments rather than building it infinitely bigger through some kind of an algorithm that excites me and that I love that genre for and that Metroid, or rather Super Metroid, did so fucking well. Because as I went through that world I was able to just start whipping through it the further I got on and learn new things and um, that sense of discovery um, 
in this familiar world that you'd become intimate with because it is one that you'd retraverse over and over again but in new and interesting ways was just so exciting um, the reason I'd even talked about this one last time is because Zelda games tend to follow a similar ish kind of a format um, but I will talk about Zelda another time um, but yeah the Metroid series was well known for this kind of thing and Castlevania games um, were similar in that regard um, and back then this was mostly in a 2D plane and you'd have a sprawling map that would just grow and then you'd find ways of you know connecting parts of the map and a way to get about things in that way um, and um, yeah, over time more games have adopted that in such a way that it became its own, own subgenre. Um, and, um, and I love it. Um, in fact, um, one of my favorite games ever actually, The Witness, which is a puzzle game. Um, and it has no business being in a list like that because I, I like puzzle games, but it's never gonna reach that kind of a thing typically um, but the witness has something of a metroidvania structure where you can go in any direction and do whatever you want and what's gating your progress through the world is your understanding of it and your knowledge of how to do these puzzles and it does it so expertly um, I probably should have thought of some examples of some games that do this um, but the examples are escaping me. Um, if you've ever heard of like Ori and the Will of the Wisps or Ori in the Blind Forest, um, there's a good example of that genre. Um, you know what? I'll add it into the games channel. Um, as I think of some more examples that you might have played through, Ark, um, Batman Arkham Asylum does that quite well. So again, um, even though it started as a 2D thing, a lot of um, games in the 3D space have kind of adopted a sim similar design methodology, I guess, if you will. And um, yeah, it's one that I really like. Even Metroid itself, I remember when I heard that it was going to become a first-person like shooter on the GameCube as Metroid Prime I was highly concerned um, thinking that they may have followed some kind of a trend um, but instead they fucking adapted that design methodology so fucking well that is one of my favorite games ever Metroid Prime um, and it was on the GameCube I know you had a GameCube I suspect that you never played Metroid Prime but um yeah I love that game um, okay, so yeah, that is that genre, um, and it is excellent. I wonder if you have any, if you're, um, <clears throat> any genres that you uh, particularly enjoy, if there is some certain kind of game that you would gravitate to, and whatnot, I would be very interested in hearing about it. So, I am getting close to arriving at um, 
kangaroo points. Um, you may be becoming a bit more familiar with some of the places that I'll be frequenting on my bike rides, and this is before I start to extend them. Um, I don't know how common that will be, but I'm very excited. I could definitely, I've definitely got more energy in the tank for more distance, that is for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I will use this opportunity. I've actually stopped at this exact spot for this exact reason many times. Um, but I will take this opportunity to um, regroup and pause this recording and yeah, think okay. about what I'm going to talk about next and not bore you about video games, I think, for the time being. Um, now having described to you what is one of my favorite genres. Um, and yeah, my friends know this actually quite well. Anytime there's a game that fits that kind of a style, I'm fucking on it. Well, maybe that's something I could play next. I actually think that the new game of, game of, the new God of War may have something of a structure like that. Maybe I should give that a go, I don't know. We will see. Who knows, maybe even by the end of the bike ride you will know what game I'm going to play next. It is probably going to be God of War, but it may not be. It may not be. Um, until then, my dear Taylor, thank you again for always being interested and listening and being lovely and beautiful. Um, I'm thinking of you. I miss you. I hope that wherever you are, you're having a good day or night. And, um, yeah. Oh my God. I still, yeah. Sometimes I even think back about when I first did this and I'm like, Taylor's not going to want to listen to this. And here I am making you more recordings for some crazy reason. And you're listening to them all. And, um, and yeah, I appreciate it greatly. The fact that you love them is why I keep doing them, honestly. Um, nothing makes me happier than to make you happy and to keep you company at times when you are driving or at work or alone or need something to listen to. Um, so yeah. I would leave you with a tantalizing idea of what I'm going to talk about next, but I actually have no fucking idea. Um, so I'm going to give that a little bit of thought and then get back to you and back to recording, hopefully <laughs> with something specific in mind. Um, until then, I love you so much.